Welcome back to the show, Freedom Jumpers. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. Welcome to episode 50, The Big Five Zero. My guest for this episode is none other than Peter McDonald, co-founder and CEO of Wonderite. You've heard Wonderite mentioned many times on AFP in the last well, 50 episodes. <laughs> I had the privilege of being face-to-face with Peter in Phoenix for the Better Conference a couple of weeks ago. Took the opportunity to uh, whip out the uh, the Pelican case full of gear at our Airbnb and set up and record right then and there. So uh, this is a live episode with Peter and we get all the way into some juicy topics and a background and the inspiration for Wonderite as well as some really specific uh, use case and feature uh, conversation that I think you will find uh, really useful if you enjoy uh, the tech and the specific process and operation side of things. Uh, I certainly do, as you probably know if you're a regular listener of this podcast. So we are rolling heavy for our one-year anniversary. It's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, May 7th is our anniversary, uh, and uh, that is a big day for us. So thank you so much for your continued support, uh, giving me the opportunity to continue doing this uh, and bringing real value to you and your team and your agency. It is a privilege I do not take lightly. So thank you so very much for that. I love you guys. Uh, like friends and family at this point, uh, we really are one big happy Freedom Jumper family. So Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Drop a review if you uh, are into that sort of thing and share AFP with someone in your circle that needs what we are talking about. Get ready for episode 50 with Peter McDonald. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, Agency Freedom Podcast here recording live in beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, this is the first recording and there's, there is a good amount of echo in here. You're right. Uh, we're here at the Airbnb where we're staying with a bunch of knuckleheads who decided to come in and... Uh, and just talk shop and hang out together. But I have a special guest here who showed up, and I didn't realize he was coming, so I figured uh, take full advantage of it. Uh, Peter McDonald, co-founder and CEO of Wonderite, uh, is here for this episode. And as you've seen uh, or seen or heard, I should say, lots of other times, uh, I don't really have an agenda for this conversation. It's more of a good conversations with cool people doing cool things. That's really all it amounts to. So. Uh, Peter, thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for joining us. No, it's cool to be here. And what a great uh, job you guys did picking the spot to be. It's sunny, it's warm, there's green grass and a beautiful pool outside, James. I'm telling you, man. I mean, recording a podcast in the kitchen of an Airbnb, uh, it doesn't get any more uh, interesting and, and just off the cuff than this. I'm crashing with you guys next time. No, for sure. You are definitely welcome. And we had a, a come one, come all kind of attitude for this one. Uh, it's it's a whole different kind of fun when you have peers that become actual friends. Uh, I think everybody in our industry should be able to enjoy that. So, um, you know, in this conversation, I would just love to hear about uh, what you've got going on at, at Wonderite, kind of where things are there and, and what's cooking in the lab that you guys have. And then just get your take on on things in general. You know, the insure tech world is more complex and more interesting than ever before. 
Uh, it's a really exciting time to be in the industry, both as a retail agent, but then as all of the different flavors of auxiliary in in the industry, whether it's an insure tech or an MGA or carrier or you know somewhere in between. Um, for those of you that are for those of our listening audience that aren't familiar, why don't you give us the quick version of the Peter McDonald story and uh, you know how you got to this point in your career? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um I was an independent agent for seven years, still licensed actually, um, but worked at my family agency on Cape Cod, lobbied in DC with the big eye, um, five years in a row on things like agency licensing with NARAB2, uh, terrorism risk insurance ex- extension, uh, flood insurance, like extremely loyal to the independent channel and know that they're not going away. In fact, I agree with you. I think it's probably one of the most interesting times to be starting an agency, building an agency today. I think it's 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 more interesting than ever. There's a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening. And I think there's just what that means for people who are willing to take the risk is there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. Um, so yeah, I was an agent for a while, like you got some licenses and designations and, um, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I was just frustrated by the lack of great tools. I saw great tools everywhere else in the industry or in, in other industries. Um, and it was like, why, why are we stuck in the stone age as insurance agents? And so I had a chance to go build some technology. Um, that I always dreamed of when I was running my agency. And that was the beginning of Wonder 8. Wanted to bring some of the miraculous back to insurance, hence the name, you know, Wonder, Wonder 8. Hmm. See, you have a unique credibility in the space because you're not one of these entrepreneurial people who just had a good idea and then recruited the talent to help make it happen. Your story is particularly interesting because you really did just, you know, bootstrap this thing yourself. Did I hear you actually like learn how to code yourself and then the the actual base code for Wonderite, you did that? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So I think um, there's, for anybody who's you know out there listening, wherever they are in the country, you probably know some really smart people that are working in some interesting industries. Maybe, you know, a farmer who does like, finds an interesting way to figure stuff out, you know, you know, mechanics. And there's just like a lot of really sharp people who have amazing ideas that if they could get them to scale, they could build amazing businesses. Um, for In my case, I was at the insurance agency, um, had some interesting ideas, but like didn't understand how you build a company, didn't understand a, a, like a big technology company that could scale. I didn't understand how the venture capital world works. And like there were some learnings I had to do along that side. At the same time, um, before we even get to the venture capital days and we talk bootstrapping, um, yeah, it's like, how do you get started? It's yeah. like, yeah, big journey starts with the first step. And so I, when I was in high school, I had this hacky background, playing video games, built a website when I was a kid at 20,000 members with my brother. And so leveraged those tools. And yeah, I, during business school is up till 1am most nights, teaching myself to code, just like you and I were up late or up early, you know, reading the CPCU books. Yep. I was doing the same thing with coding. And just like there are people like you, James, talking about insurance on podcasts. Um, there's a fantastic ecosystem of people that want to teach you to learn to code. And so I taught myself to code. And that was amazing because then it was like, oh, now I can turn this Excel spreadsheet into something that I actually want it to look like. And it, it, was, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And, um, and then, of course, you know, built a team up around that. And at some point, they took over, which is good because it, like what I did was enough to get started. But you need to have yeah. like, some really talented people to bring on board. I mean, finding and recruiting and casting a vision for a team. I mean, regardless of whether we're talking a retail agency or insure tech or really anything else. I mean, the genius of the founder, uh, or in this case, co-founder, because Joe is definitely involved in, in a very meaningful way. Um, I'd love to hear that, you know, the co-founder thing. There's such a such an interesting story with every single company that I've ever come across that has more than one initial uh, you know, founder there. Uh, we'll get to that that story here in just a second. Um, what was it about the opportunity that made you go, hey, you know what? I'm going to set aside the retail agency thing and put my full effort into this new thing called Wonderite. Yeah, that was really tough. Um, I was working at my family agency with my dad. I love my dad. I think he's an amazing person um, and worked with him for seven years. And then I felt like I couldn't leave the business. I felt like I have to do this. Now he told me, he's like, you got to go do whatever is inside of you. He's like, there's everyone has music inside of you and you can't go to the grave without getting that music out. And so I knew that like he would be supportive, but I just felt like I was like ending this like time in my life where I was working with my dad, um, had a chance to go to business school. And I think that was the thing where it was like, all right, like 
I'm here. There's a lot of opportunity. This is my chance to try something new. And I had to, and, and, and realize that you have to go all in. Um, when you're in the entrepreneurial, you know, community talking to people who want to like, you know, raise venture, for example, or do anything, they're like, look, if you're not full time, full committed, like, why would someone else invest in you? Um, if you're not even investing or betting on yourself hundred percent. And so yeah. like, I have to go hundred percent in on this. I don't know anybody who's been really, really successful doing it halfway. Um, you know, that being said, I, there's a long list of people that are very successful retail agency owners that have found their way into very interesting side hustles that end up being a real thing. I mean, lots of them are going to be here as vendors at the Better Agency Conference, which is why you and I are both here in Phoenix at this point. So, that's lots of different ways to skin the cat, man. It's it's 100%. such a beautiful thing. I think the key is it's I think you got to be working with great people and you yeah. have to have great people doing what they love to do and what they're really talented at. No, I definitely agree. Uh, what, what's uh, what's Joe's part in all this? How did you get hooked up with him? Yeah, so Joe and I met in the first day of business school, and I think just you know, um, if you look at like Wonderite, I bought the domain Wonderite dot com in 2015. I had bought a domain, I think sovreport.com dot com in like 2013. Like this idea has been been brewing in my head for a while, um, and so but just didn't understand the ecosystem, didn't understand how you properly build a technology company, and so. When I went to business school, I basically made it my mission to um, whether I built my own company or joined somebody else's, I wanted to build a company. I wanted to build a technology company. And so serendipitously met Joe on the first day um, and was showing him some of the mock-ups and some of the early tech that I had built. And he, like, at first he didn't believe me. He's like, Peter, like, there's got to be a technology like this in the industry. Like, I can't imagine that one of like the fourth largest industry in the country doesn't have this problem solved. Mm -hmm. But after talking to hundreds of agencies during business school, I think he kind of came to the realization. He's like, oh yeah, like this, this is for real. Mm -hmm. This is a huge problem. Um, I was talking to everybody in business school. We brought 10 people down to uh, Rice University for the business plan competition. And I was trying to get everybody on board for this mission. And what that means for the industry is like, I basically dedicated my business school time to, and try to convince anybody and everybody to work with me. Joe, Joe has been a fantastic business partner from the, from the earliest days. Um, and I think maybe in, if in the beginning I call myself, if in the beginning I call myself a founder, you know, at the end of business school, all the, all the mentors and entrepreneurs were like, Peter, whatever you've built is nothing. Like you're at day zero. And so like, this is a journey you're doing together. And so, you know, Joe and I, um, became, you know, became co-founders, you know, decided after business school, we actually, um, I took Joe and another gentleman up to the top of a tall building in Boston, went to the BC club and got dinner. And we basically sat down and. We're like, hey, are we going to do this full time or are we going to do something else? And um, talked it out. Joe and I were in. This other the technology guy ended up not being in. And um, we kicked it off. And that was kind of like, you know, the beginning, I guess, of us doing this full time was mm. in, uh, I think, May of 2019. What was Joe's thing before he met you? Because everybody in B school comes to town with a hustle. Everybody's got, you know, when everybody hits Nashville, like everybody's a songwriter in Nashville everybody's trying to make it like what was joe's thing before you cast the vision and he jumped on with wonder right yeah so you know joe is extremely smart extremely hard working i think um where sometimes i have a lot of crazy ideas joe is just amazing at execution hmm. um he had a taste of the insurance business he um did a co-op internship at liberty mutual for six months hmm. um in undergrad so he like kind of knew what that was like um, but like me, he worked at a family business. And so he worked at a family business. I think it was, uh, you know, very similar to mine, 20, 25 employees, two locations. And he basically like helped run that business with his dad. Hmm. Um, and I think, you know, his dad was, you know, selling the business and, and moving on. And Joe had a decision to make just like I did. And um, I think Joe and I connected on values and connected on so many levels throughout business school, which is huge. I thought at first it's like, you just need to kind of meet your technical co-founder and then kick things off and you're good to go. The reality is like who you choose to start a business with is the most important decision you're going to make in the beginning. And it's yeah. like the, the hardest one to unwind. And I've been extremely blessed to be working with Joe. Well, it's just another story of the EOS model uh, from Gino Wickman, where you've got uh, the the vision cast or the, the visionary who's obviously you in this point, the, the crazy idea guy, like, you know, Steve Jobs with Apple and Steve Wozniak being, you know, to use the terminology from the traction model, I mean, you've got the in the integrator and the visionary. Uh, and it sounds like Joe is uh, the textbook integrator, the one who's making things happen, like 
executing on the vision cast by the by their co-founder. Yeah, I mean, and look, not to say like Joe's not in, uh, innovating or I'm not executing. I mean, we're both doing everything. Oh yeah, but for I think, sure. But I think um, in general, I think uh, I have a lot of great ideas, and my follow through is it depends, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think um, so having somebody who kind of fills in the gaps there is is huge. And I think for anybody building a business, whether it's an insurance agency yeah. or a side hustle or whatever, you just need to identify like what are you really good at and do that, and then what are you not good at. Like, don't do that. Like, yeah. have somebody else who's really good at that and passionate about it. Um, and yeah, so it's been a, g- a great partnership. Well, when you're trying to scale a retail agency, you quickly realize where you fall. And you're either the visionary. Most CEOs tend to be the visionary type. Uh, but like for me, for instance, I recognize that I'm not necessarily the best uh, at ops. I'm probably not the one who should be in charge of integrating all these ideas I'm great at the ideas and I can integrate. But one of the things for me for scaling, and I think a lot of retail agency owners are definitely feeling this, is if I'm both the visionary and the integrator, that's probably not the best fit. And finding that person to join you as a, a not necessarily a co-founder, because most retail agents have a you know a single founder. Sure. But finding that that person who comes on and has a significant responsibility, you're, you know, quasi- c-suite type of thing you know most agencies don't have a c-suite because they're not nearly large enough to justify that but i i think we uh, we all can appreciate the the value of having someone on that level who's complementary in their skill set for sure absolutely I, I look back even in my days in my family business i think my dad is a bit of a visionary i mean I like a lot of you know a lot of things that i've learned in my life it's from my dad and i think um if there's something that could have helped him transform his business even more it would have been a true execution focused business partner mm. who just it's like you know if, if you if you tell this person can you please do this like one time you can consider it done and you don't have to ever think about it again yeah like that kind of person on a, as a business partner can just you know move your business forward in, trem- in tremendous ways and that was a decision that, like i had to make i was like am i gonna with wonder right do i want to bring in someone on an equal basis basically yeah and i was like this is the right decision because from the advice of a lot of mentors, it's like, consider where you are today, zero. This is the beginning of a long journey. And anybody who's joining you now, they're taking a tremendous risk. And Joe, I mean, he, he had all the opportunity in the world to go do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so absolutely, I think having that person's key. So what is, to really succinctly, what's the vision for Wonderite? What is the big hairy problem that Wonderite is solving in our industry? I think that one of the biggest problems in the industry um, Agents will know this intuitively because it's the bane of your existence. But I think it's actually even deeper at its core is if you look at the technology that we all have today, agency management systems, they were designed to replace a filing cabinet. They were literally designed to scrape five to 10 pieces of data, name, uh, address, coverage, amount, deductible, premium. They were designed to scrape that off of the policies sitting in your basement in a filing cabinet and put it into a database they were never designed to capture underwriting data. And so I think when you look at the, at its core, um, there's not really a great way of capturing underwriting data. There's no standardized, centralized way to capture this. Um, and so as re- you know, you had Accord try and like Accords are still used, but they're not, they don't do it hundred percent of the way. Yeah. You always have to fill out more information. You need a, a driver questionnaire, you need a supplemental, you need an Excel spreadsheet listing things out. And then the underwriter is gonna follow up with more questions. Any good industry, the supply chain needs to have information move up and down the supply chain very efficiently. If you look at booking a flight from Arizona back to wherever, you can go online and put in five data points and you can get pricing. You can get everything you need to know based on those five data points. You don't have that in insurance. There's no easy structured way to collaboratively gather data. And so with Wonderate, probably a little roundabout way of explaining, we want to make it easy to capture structured data that you can use to fuel your business from an underwriting perspective, from a growth perspective. So that's the long version. I guess short version is, it's the easiest, fastest, best way to fill out supplementals, accords, and a statement of values in a collaborative environment with your clients. If I can go even, even more streamlined and straightforward, it is the tech that helps make the discovery process as fast and easy as possible. Love it. And discovery, I think, is a great word because really it is a conversation, obviously, that, you know, involves some fact finding, 
But at the end of the day, we really are just trying to uncover the necessary information so that we can deliver the best experience for the insured. <laughs> there is nothing worse than having to go back to an insured again after you have a, a discovery conversation to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I've got five more questions. And then if you have to go back a third or a fourth time, I mean, your credibility is suffering every single subsequent time you're going back for more discovery. Well, especially if, if, you're, if you're a relationship person and you're talking to a visionary CEO or even just a visionary entrepreneur who started a business, and you're asking them, they might be like, hey, I told you this in the first meeting. Like, did you not take notes? Of that? Like, not that they yeah. might not say that. But, but they're, they're thinking, thinking it. Because they're, yeah, they're so deep into it. And so I think uh, 100% needs to be easier and better. And I think what's interesting is, you know, you have all these devices coming online. You have smart thermostats. You have telematics in cars. Every employee is wearing a Fitbit or Apple Watch. Um, you know, th there's a lot of data that's out there about... Uh, every device, every person, every organization in our life. And so I think a lot of the discovery that we as agents do, it's still super important and it's going to remain important. But I think there's going to be more and more data sources coming online and available to agencies in the future. Mm -hmm. And part of my vision with Wonderite is where's the centralized place that we're gathering all that data? I think agency management systems, like, okay, you can kind of like keep a record of what you sold. But what's even more interesting and more important to me is who are my customers? Um, what are their lives like? What are their businesses like? What's all that data tell me? And then from there, can I sell them the right business? If I sell them the right insurance policy, can I recommend the right risk management from the CRM program? Can I, you know, can I do things to help them and help them grow and, and help my business grow in the meantime? And I think the core to that is understanding who are they today and who are they tomorrow, not understanding what did they buy six, 12 months ago, or what did their agent 10 years ago sell them on their insurance policy that I'm now looking at that, a copy of that policy. No, I, I, I love it. The whole thing, it's from, from a problem-solving perspective, other than our absolute core uh, elements of our tech stack, you know, management system and CRM, I see Wonderite in the future, not yet because it's still very much in development. There's core functionality that uh, is in progress with Wonderite, which we'll talk about here in, in, in just a couple of minutes. Um, what I have described to other people is like, what, what is Wonderite? Help me understand what this is. I said, it is discovery. It is helping you gather the necessary information to do what your client needs you to do as quickly as possible. And I mean, I 100% I think a year or two or three from now, probably two or three years from now, it is one of those things where you either have Wonderite or you're using another service that has some sort of Wonderite baked in through licensing or an integrated solution where you guys are there doing what you do. But people are going to either have Wonderite or they're going to be left behind because all of their peers and, and their competitors have Wonderite and they operate faster and more efficiently, which means ding, 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 greater profits with every activity that you do. Yeah. And I think it's really exciting what you guys are up to. So, you know, I don't have any problem in saying it. I am an open evangelist for Wonderite. I think, I think you guys are really on to something here. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. And I think um, just even with the way you're framing the discovery, I think it's so helpful. Um, I think, you know, imagine you're joining insurance today for the first time and you, you, know, you, you know, you didn't have whatever experience you had to onboard. It's like, yeah, how, how do you know what data points to collect? How do you know what questions to ask? How do you know how to discover information about your clients? And I think the idea was with Wonderite is you should be able to take someone out of college today. They don't have to have a degree in risk management. They just have to have good people skills, good sales skills. And a tool like Wonderite can guide them through and make that process really easy and intuitive to kind of yeah, discover the right underwriting information. Then, you know, you have experts back in your office or you're an expert and you can kind of figure out where to go from there. Well, and it's easy at the beginning to see what's going on. When you hear words like accords and supplemental, there's so many people in, in the insurance world that never interact with an accord because they're an inside the box uh, personal lines focused agent, or uh, they only do small commercial with you know major market admitted carriers. So they don't ever have to deal with accords. They don't have to deal with supplementals, which um, God bless you if that's you. It's definitely an easier way of doing the business for sure. I, I don't know anyone who actually enjoys accords. Not one person. I don't think anyone actually says, you know what? Accords are the best. I just love them. Uh, but the reality is it's outside the scope of your vision right now, but it's not hard to see Wonderite being incredibly useful for literally any PNC agent 
in any vertical, regardless of whether you're the inside the box, quote unquote, vanilla personal lines agent or not, because I mean, the discovery process needs to happen the same, whether it's basic stuff like what's your home address, your vehicles and drivers, or it's a, you know, a manufacturing facility with 150 data points needed to go to market. Yeah, 100%. And look, if, if you're running a vanilla insurance agency, if you're good at what you're doing, I guarantee you, your customers are going to be growing with you. Um, at least if you're doing your job, they are. And what that means is they're going to be buying a second home. They're yep. going to be buying a boat. They're going to be having things that maybe they don't fit the vanilla box anymore because they're doing things custom now. And as soon as you start having a property and, you know, a fire area, a flood area, a wind area, and you're like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is excess and surplus. Yep. It's outside the box. And it's like, you're either growing with them or maybe strategically you aren't. But at some point you need a tool to gather that data in a streamlined way because it doesn't fit the box anymore. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel, cast certified. Well, and when you look at the whole collaboration thing, I mean, for us, for our, our workflow right now, uh, we're not regularly using OneDrive because of the input-output thing, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But the, the workflow is very simply, you take what information you already have from a basic intake form on a website or you know, however you get that initial touch point with the insured, you plug in the stuff that you already know and then invite the insured to collaborate on the stuff that you don't know. It's really that simple. Retail agent inputs the data they already have, and then they send it to the insured for the pieces that are missing. I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. The insured has a single point of entry and gets to fill in, you know, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 20 questions, but it's not repeating themselves. And it's not, you know, duplicating the work that the retail agent could just as easily be doing. So talk to me about that. What's, what's your vision for collaboration? How did that come about? Because I don't see that with really any other vendor engaging in this intentional collaborative effort where retail agent and insured together get to the end point. Yeah, I think it might have been Roger Sitkins or Larry Linney, um, who are insurance you know, consultants that I learned from a while ago. They talked about this concept of a high performance team. And the high performance team is a concept that if you're, especially if you're selling middle market accounts, you go to an, a, a business owner and say, hey, look, who's on your high performance team? Or, and maybe, I don't know if high performance team is the right term, but it's, um, it's a team of people, maybe trusted advisor team is what they talked about, not mm -hmm. high performance, but a trusted advisor team. So it's, you know, the trusted advisor team is your accountant, it's your lawyers, it's your mentors, it's the people that you bring close that um, you trust them as advisors. And so they, they had this concept of as an insurance agent, you're either like a, someone who's copy, quote, and praying your insurance policies, or you're a trusted advisor who's doing risk management and helping somebody you know, do things to make their company better and safer and long-term lower their total cost of risk. And so in that process, the trusted advisor team, it's like, well, yeah, if you're, if you're talking about D&O liability, you're probably going to need a lawyer at some point to talk about, all right, well, how does what are the requirements uh, that the business has in place and what should the DNO cover? If you're talking about life insurance, buy-sell agreements, these are things that you need the lawyers on the call because you need to know what the legal docs say. You need to have the accountants on the call because you need to know 
what's the tax code say if you're getting the you know the the life insurance um, appropriately is 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 the is the triangle of ownership from a tax perspective on life insurance is it the proper way set up so that it's going to like mitigate tax liability there's a lot of these complex things where collaboration is a really important piece and that was something that drove me crazy it was like all the work that I did as a producer that stuff just got scanned into a PDF locked up in the AMS never to see the light of day again and it's like I need to be inviting these lawyers who are you know five hundred to a thousand dollars an hour. I got to invite them on to Wonderite. I got to invite the accountants on to Wonderite. I got to bring the trusted advisors in. And at some point, when I'm working with a lot of underwriters, it'd be great to bring the underwriter in as well, especially as you're working on big accounts. You need an easy, efficient way to sell them a deal. I think you know the way that you win deals is you got to sell the customer, and then you got to go sell the underwriters. Yeah. And I thought, what better way to sell the underwriters than to create a top of stack submission? every single time and bring the underwriter right, right into it. And so what my, my perspective is agency owners, their risk management team, sorry, um, business owners, their risk management team, their trusted advisors, those are all potential people that can be brought into the process and, and make it collaborative. So where we are today, you know, we really make it easy to collaborate between an agency and the business owner and the business owner's team. Um, and if you want to, you know, they could invite their accountant or attorney. Um, but I think longer term, it's just the more people that can have the information that they need as quickly as possible, um, the better. Well, and the opportunities for credibility and spiderweb networks. I mean, at that point, has the attorney ever seen an insurance and risk professional that operates in this fashion? Probably not. Has the CPA, the financial advisor, the banker, the other white collar advisors in that insured's circle, have they ever seen that before? Probably not. Do you think there might be some opportunities that come with centers of influence or channel partners when they see how you operate and they go, wait a second, my agent doesn't do this. Hmm. Hey, can we talk? I mean, that's absolutely going to happen. Let's be honest. A hundred percent. In fact, I was going for a walk with my dad recently. I'm doing my estate planning right now mm -hmm. and um, asked for a, a mentor and friend for an introduction. And um, he put together a flow chart. And I was laughing, I was smiling to myself, the flow chart of like where all the different things go, if I die, if my wife dies, like how to figure all that out. There's a flow chart that makes the whole thing simple. It's like you can read 30 pages of legal documents or you can look at a flow chart. And I was laughing because I'm like, this is, this, is, this is like the experience that other estate attorneys probably see this. And they're like, oh man, I really need to do a flow chart to make it easy. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, if you're the agent who's differentiated and doing something in a better way, people notice, they take note. Yeah. I mean, faster plus easier plus better advice. That's the whole equation. 100%. That's it right there. What What's missing from that equation? Price. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know who said it first. So I've heard it a thousand times. Price is all, you know, in the absence of appropriate value, price is the only thing that matters. 100%. So, well, could we want to have a value conversation or a price conversation? I'll tell you, people that understand their insurance will buy more insurance. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is people just, they just have, they have no clue. I mean, you ask the average person, you know, how much, how much coverage do you have in your car insurance? They have no idea. If said differently, if you're like, look, if you were to smash your car into a gas station, is there enough money to keep you out of court? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, is there enough money to rebuild? Because the answer is probably no. But if the person understood that, especially you know, high net worth clients, business owners, if they understand that, they're much more willing to, uh, to buy more insurance. You talk about right now, like one of the biggest problems in the country is like property just vastly underinsured with like the, the supply chain issues, like lumber costs going up, cost of construction just skyrocketed. And so, yeah, how, how, do you, how do you educate people? How do you make them aware? Like this is, hey, this is the, this is the reality, like, you choose, do you, like, what do you want to do? We can put two different solutions together. Um, but people who understand, like, they want, they want to protect that because they've worked their whole life to build it. Yeah. Well, that, that protection mindset, I think, is so counterproductive. And it's outside the scope of this conversation. We don't need to chase <laughs> the rabbit that hard. But the, the education piece, you guys at Wonderite educating the retail agent on a better way to do things the retail agent educating the insured in a way that they will find helpful you know easy bite-sized nuggets of maybe it's a two-minute youtube video answering a question or in some way helping the insured understand what they have and more importantly why they have it i love it when retail agents complain about commoditized activity and, and things that the insured says that just breaks it down to price and nothing else and i'm sitting here going well what have you done to help them break that cycle well, the momentum in the industry is is entirely price driven because you've got these billion dollar companies that are pushing nothing but price. 
we have to counteract that with our talking points and you know value like a wonderite where you make it again faster easier better advice that's the whole equation unless someone is a low value low retention uh you know low conversion insured then price really matters to that person but the the people that we want to be working with of course they're going to care about faster easier better advice that's for for risk well that's what we talk about in the marketplace we intentionally say look we're not going to talk about price because that's the most easily manipulated number in the entire conversation i can play with any any different lever i want to and mess with the price we're not going to talk about product because there's nothing unique about that you can talk to 10 different agents and get the same exact products that we offer for the most part so we got to elevate the conversation i, I think wonderite delivers something really unique in that I don't know of any other vendor that is inviting the insured to collaborate together to get to the solution where the insured gets to participate and, you know, set, set what the outcome looks like based on their participation in the process. So it, it's almost, you know, the most organic thing you can be doing, you know, to engage collaboratively with your insured. They have to understand the process because they're literally participating in the process. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and I think it's um, yeah. I, I I think when I think about my own life, if something is something on my to do list, I want to execute quickly, and I want to have control. Yeah. And I think if my control is I have to wait for my insurance agent, that's frustrating. Yeah. If I have a thing like a link, I just click into it and I can do it on my own time. That's awesome. Do it for my iPhone. Do it at night when I'm on my computer, like late at night working. Like that's awesome. So agreed. Awesome. So when when I think big picture about where the platform is right now, there's really only two things that are like big pieces that are missing, uh, and that is input output. Uh, how do we get data into the platform? How do we get data out of the platform fast and easy? That's the first one. The second one you guys already have in beta, you're already working on internally, and that's integrating a digital signature experience into the process. Because as we all know, regardless of what you're filling out, if it's an accord, if it's a supplemental, if it's some other piece of data, you got to have a signature on there somewhere. So uh, why don't you address those two things, input, output, and then digital signature? Yeah, maybe start with digital signature. I just think, you know, everybody's familiar with digital signature. You've all probably used it, and it's made the world a better place in a lot of ways. Um, from my perspective, there's a lot of technology that came out in the past, let's say starting 15 years ago, that really changed the way that people do business. And those companies were able to charge a premium for their product. Um, and you had to kind of buy it on a standalone basis. So you think about any kind of leading digital signature provider today, it's like, yeah, you pay for that in a standalone. And it's kind of, um, it's like a horizontal software. It doesn't really necessarily tie in or play nice with your with your other tools. And I, I always thought, and I think in general, like, some of these things are being commoditized over time. Some of the, this, the technology is, and I thought, you know, like we should be able to just have digital signature like built into our workflows, and like we shouldn't have to pay thirty five dollars per user per month extra just to have that baked in. And I think the same is true for a lot of the things that are in a traditional software that you might use. And I just thought the more that we can build in, and the more that things that touch our workflow, like they should just kind of be included. And so we have digital signature in beta right now. Um, and it's probably going to be rolling out, you know, sometime in the next quarter. Um, really excited about that. And I think it's, it's a great experience. It has a lot of things built in that some of the tools that aren't insurance specific lack. Um, and, you know, could dive into that in a follow-up. I think the next thing, so yeah, we're really excited about digital signature. Team did a great job putting that together. It's a true legally binding digital signature with a cryptographic hash to make sure that whatever you all agreed on at the time you signed it is in fact the case, you know, in the future. The second thing, you know, the input output, um, this was something that drove me absolutely crazy from the earliest days. I remember early on at my agency, I wanted my phone system to connect to my agency software. Um, I know today this happens more frequently, but I think, you know, 10 years ago, that, that was a, something that didn't work. Another thing that I wanted, I wanted my website to connect to my agency software. Didn't like, you couldn't do it. And so I said, okay, how do I make these things happen? And so it's like, well, there's an API. There's actually three APIs. Um, but you had to pay, I think, $6,000 a year to access the API. And then I couldn't even get my develop. I couldn't like, you couldn't find developers to connect to it. So it was really frustrating to try and invest money into my agency um, to build the tooling and the automation that I wanted. It just wasn't easy. And so when I built Wonder, I, 
I thought I have to build an API first software. What that means is we we kind of eat our own dog food. Anything that you can do with the Wonderite user interface, when you log on to wonderite.com, anything that you can do there, you can fundamentally do first and foremost at the command line. You can fundamentally do that at the API level. And we use the same APIs at Wonderite that we're going to be opening up to agencies over time so that they can use the software in the way that they see fit. That's kind of the, the, the theory or the thesis behind uh, my philosophy on API and connectivity. The challenge with that, of course, is as you build a company, you change the API over time. And James, if you invested a bunch of money to connect Wonderite to whatever tool of choice that you're using, um, and we change something, well, now all of a sudden your tool might break and you're gonna have to go put more time to fix that because the connection broke. And so um, our first foray, our first step into this world of opening our API, which is foundational to our software, to everybody else out there without causing frustration and causing things to break, is we're working, we're working with Zapier. And I think this is part of you know your feedback and other agents' feedback who are like, Zapier plugs into a lot of my tooling. Can you just work with Zapier? And so I think for the past couple of months, we've been exploring that, um, building it. And I think it's I think it's in testing right now with Zapier. You have to go through an approval process. And mm-hmm. hopefully that will be, you know, launching to some of our early adopters, you know, in the next, again, the next quarter to kind of test it out. And, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of agencies. They, they do amazing things with, with Zapier. I was talking to an agency recently where he automatically made it so that if you, uh, as soon as someone calls your agency, like, and, and, and puts information in, the contact information would flow into your iPhone and your contacts. So like you now have that person's information. He would do an API with Zapier so he could automatically send out handwritten thank you notes. There's just so many things you can do. And it's like 100% we want to be a part of that. And so our API with Zapier is uh, you know coming out here thanks to you and you know other agents like you who are asking for that. Love it. You know, Zapier seems to be the lowest hanging fruit on the input output tree. And then from there, obviously, the next step is, you know, selecting a few uh, core AMS vendors and developing direct API integrations with them. And then after that, who knows? I mean, you probably have, like you said, at that point, your API is published and, you know, the retail partner can go and develop whatever solution they want to at that point. Um, very cool. I didn't know that things had gone that far. You know, Jacob Parker on your team, yep. uh, uh, product manager, he and I have had several conversations in the last few months about uh, how do we advance the input output side of things? Because for someone like me that's obsessed with efficiency and eliminating duplicate data entry in the entire process, if possible, uh, the lack of some sort of data portability has been uh, really the only noticeable pain point. I mean, Wonderite is very easy to use uh, in navigating inside the system, getting things done when you're on platform is an enjoyable experience. And it's really only the import output, uh, input output, uh, I should say, uh, that I've had a, a, a real challenge with. So that's encouraging to say the yeah. least. Awesome. Yeah, I think, look, back to building a great team. Um, Jacob Parker, awesome product manager. And I kind of hand things off to him and let him do things the way he thinks makes uh, the most sense. And we, you know, we, t- we chat weekly. Um, in the interim, you can import, export almost any piece of data from OneDrive into an Excel spreadsheet. Um, which is fantastic. I think the challenge, and this kind of goes back to how I started the conversation today, is I think one of the biggest challenges in the industry is there's not a standardized way to structure the data in supplementals. And so yeah. the challenge is, okay, like if we could export this data from like a whatever roofing supplemental, like how do you export it? You know, where does it go? And that's, I think why, you know, we love listening to customers and really excited to get this uh, Zapier connection going. Well, because at that point, it puts the responsibility on the retail agent of what do you want to do with the data? Okay, cool. We have set this up. You now have the ability to push the data where you want to. All right, cool. Balls yep. in your court, retail agent. Do, sure. whatever, do whatever you want with it. It's true. And there are definitely some agencies that we out there. We've chatted with them. They're doing, their agencies doing really interesting stuff in that space. I mean, yeah. if, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm never going to do that. Or like agents aren't doing that. It's like, no, 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 no. Agents are doing really interesting things with connectivity between software platforms. I think agents are recognizing that they're being held back by some legacy tools. And it's like, so your options are you can just wait for something to be developed, um, which is okay if that's your choice, or you can be proactive and try and figure out how you can make a better experience for your customers. And uh, we're seeing that. I I love seeing it. I love the excitement and I love um, the innovation that is ultimately going to benefit your customers and your business. 
on the the note, and this is a very brief rabbit trail. You brought it up, and I gotta give them a shout out because I don't actually know anyone personally at Handwritten. The name of the company is Handwritten. H A N D W R Y T T E N. And we got hooked up with them for uh, these handwritten with a robot, with an actual pen in a robot's hand where they're writing it. But Zapier supports handwritten where you can set it up where the CRM, when you move a deal to one, Zapier will immediately take that deal and send off a handwritten card to your insured at the moment that they become a client. So one to two days later, they have that in their mail and holy moly, that makes the whole process so much easier. As we all know the value of a handwritten thank you card, but none of us have time to actually execute on it. But if you're getting on handwritten and attaching it to Zapier, man, wow. Talk That's, about fast and I'll, easy. I'm really gr- glad you brought that up because the next thing on our roadmap is we're doing an integration where you can actually fill out an accord form, send it to handwritten, and handwritten will handwrite the accord form, and you can send it to all your old-fashioned insurance carriers. Are you kidding me? 100% kidding you. We're not doing this. <laughs> wow. So, to, you're already familiar with handwritten. I mean, I'm familiar with, with the concept of these uh, the automatic handwritten, to, like handwriting tools, which I think were originally invented for the President of the United States to handwrite a bunch of, or hand sign a bunch of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. cards. And it was like super top secret because they didn't want people to know that the, the President didn't actually sign the card. But I used to joke, I used to joke with uh, some of the carriers that gave me pushback. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, we can install a, a handwriting font and we can fill out the forms with a handwriting font yeah. in blue ink. And uh, I'm, I'm just giving, I'm, I'm giving you a tough time with, uh, I'm just joking with you here on the, uh, the forms. Cause I would love, it would be, it would just be funny to just, well, you're hundred percent automated and you send a handwritten accord form to the carrier just to kind of, just to mess with them. Yeah. Just cause yeah. you're like, Hey, thanks a lot for just holding well, us back. The, the attention to detail with handwritten and some of these other companies, handwritten is not the only one. There's lots of companies in that vertical. But I got an email from them like a week ago. It was like, we've intentionally built in irregularities and inconsistencies in, yep. the, in the, the algorithm that drives the actual like so robot smart. moving the pen to make it look more realistic and lifelike because, I mean, no human has perfect handwriting. Yeah. So it was like you're intentionally making it less perfect so that it looks more human. Yeah. My gosh, that is just cool. You got to pay more for the coffee stain, you know. <laughs> well, because if someone someone like me, I get a card in the mail. I'm I'm a really cynical person. I'm very difficult to impress uh, it, from a vendor perspective. So when I get those cards, I'm actually looking at it, going, "Did right. a robot do this, or was right. this a human?" So, for anyone who's thinking, you know, in a cynical and jaded way like I do, unfortunately, I can't help it. That's just how I'm wired. Yeah, I uh, love it. You know, these it. companies that are putting so much effort into the little things, it's just impressive. It, it, it's a reminder of how important those small details can be. For sure. So, um, I think we've got a, a good picture here in the episode. Uh, what do you want to talk about before we land the plane? Anything on your mind? No, I'm excited about the trade show, the conference. I'm excited to be here in Arizona and spend some time with agents. You know, we went hiking this morning with a bunch of, you know, good crew. And it was just, like you said, it was great to build friendships and relationships with uh, agents and be out there doing something that for the, one of the first times at a conference from, at least for me with agents, wasn't golf. Um, It was a good, it was a great time. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the team at Better Agency for putting this together and, you know, having it be so focused on value. I think it's great that this is technically a better agency conference. I know they announced uh, earlier this week, I think, that the next year they're changing the name to the Agency Success Conference, which I think is great. But even this year, like the people on stage are delivering real value in a bunch of different ways. This is not a you know, better agency users conference because I'm not currently a user of better agency. I'm on their advisory council, but I'm not a user at the moment, but this is not some kind of a rah-rah thing for better agency. They're all about delivering value to the retail agency uh, and, and the team members too. So, shout out to, to Will and Nick and, and Jordan and the rest of the team at Better Agency. Uh, you guys are definitely uh, moving the conversation in a good direction. I'm excited to be a part of it. You know, we're excited to be here. And, and likewise, I think um, people that are truly, you know, excited to move the industry forward, it's, it's a great thing and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. When you're not territorial, when you're not siloed off and selfish, it's pretty cool the things that can happen when everybody has that same collaborative vision of, you know, I'm going to bring this piece to the puzzle and you're going to bring that piece to the puzzle and together we're going to make a cool puzzle and it's going to be a pretty picture at the end. Uh, that's definitely the, in my opinion, that's the best way to move forward. It's the, you know, the old blue ocean way of thinking. 
you know, do you want to have, you know, 100% of a small pie or 5% of a very, very large pie? I mean, that's that's another conversation for another day. Peter McDonald, anything well, else you want to chat before we go? No, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on the show today. Awesome. Hey, check out Wonderite. That's W-U-N-D-E-R-I-T-E. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, and you definitely should take a look at them if you're doing anything in commercial or ENS. If you if you want to cuss accords and supplementals like I do, then you should probably be on Wonderite. Hey, uh, I know the pricing changes from time to time. W- what is it? Is it an annual subscription model? Is how, how does your business model work? Yeah, I'd say you should definitely connect with us. Um, you can book a demo right on the website. Call 888-WONDERITE. Um, it's an annual subscription. Um, I think there's a minimum user count in an agency, but I'd say connect with our sales team and it'd be happy to kind of get you straight. I think when I signed up for it last year was shy side of two grand for the year uh, for, for what our needs were. But if you do some really, really simple math, man, it pays for itself so quickly. So it's kind of a no brainer, regardless of what the fee structure is at the time you listen to this, because obviously this is podcasting and you could be listening to this a year or two from now and uh, be like, wait a second, the pricing's different. It was like, yeah, that was two years ago, man. Uh, who knows? I, I never like to have vendors put actual pricing data on an episode because that's subject to change at some point in the future. Who knows? But uh, yeah, this was really good, man. I appreciate you hopping on. We 100% didn't plan this. I had no idea Peter was going to be here this morning, but it was like, wait, you're here in person. Let's record. And here we are. This is a good time. James has a good setup and uh, he's doing a, he's a, lot, a lot of great stuff for the industry. So it's a lot of fun. I'll pay you later. Thanks right. for that. Take care. Hey, uh, boys and girls, this is another great episode of the Agents Freedom Podcast and make it a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share agency freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.